Now Monopoly for life, man. Hey, what's your favorite piece to use in the Monopoly game, Nick? Oh, I am totally the iron. <laughs> I think I'm the car. Why, why are you the car? Mike, I wouldn't trust you even in a Monopoly car. <laughs> Mike, I don't know how, but how did the Monopoly car end up in the swamp next to the house where we're playing? I don't know. <laughs> even a Monopoly car, you would drive off the road. Listen, when, you, when you've been playing a Monopoly for hours, you get a little tired behind the wheel. Next thing you know, you're cruising around Bailey Avenue. Well, I would still trust you more than I would David Hasselhoff in my car. What? <laughs> Speaking of David Hasselhoff, welcome to the Song Topsy Report, everyone, where we dissect bad music to figure out how it died. I'm your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And Stephen Trollinger, unfortunately, is not able to make it to today's episode. Steve! But... It's for some exciting. It's it's, it's actually for some exciting stuff. Uh, he was. Uh, I'm looking. At my, I, I'm I'm debating whether or not I want to say what his vacation entailed, or if I want to let him uh, in the next episode, which he will be back for. If I want to let him say what his vacation entailed, I think I'm going to keep it a secret. You're going to keep this. I have to give some reason to listen to the next episode. Yes, and Mike is a little sick actually, so if you hear him, <laughs> <laughs> and with perfect time. Oh, oh God. Oh, next. You, you may have thought that was an exaggeration, but that is just him actually hacking his lungs out. He is wrapped in a very comfortable blanket that I lent him. Um, Quite soft. It is. It's a very soft blanket. It's wrapped around him like a shawl. Uh, he's he's groping himself a little bit. He's so comfortable. Is it called groping if it's on yourself? Groping's such a bad word, isn't it? Not necessarily. I've read many a fiction book where a character groped in the dark for the light. <laughs> He couldn't see a thing, so he groped around. Yeah, he groped blindly in the dark. And blindly was the name of his girlfriend. <laughs> hey! hey oh. <laughs> but, Mike, we have fun here, but let's get serious for a moment, okay? Right, because right. there's a lot of turmoil in the world right now. Absolutely. I don't know if you noticed, um, but there was just a, um, a summit where Vladimir Putin said that he had missiles that were capable of like indestructible missiles that were that could hit the United States. Mhm. Which uh reminded me very much of the Cold War tensions that, you know, the US and Russia were in for, you know, most of the 20th century. Well, well you know what? No, Nick, with the with the global warming, can it really be a cold war anymore? <laughs> More of like a, you know, a mid-season war, I think. Mike, I save your stand-up <laughs> material for the live set. You can't blow it all on the podcast, but you are right. It is heating up. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mentioned this because uh, I was shocked to hear, did you know that some people credit David Hasselhoff with ending the Cold War? Are you kidding me? I, I shit you not. So uh, today we're going to be talking about David Hasselhoff, acclaimed actor, singer, producer, and as far as I'm concerned, goddamn American hero, mm-hmm. or actually a goddamn German hero. <laughs> yeah. You may be aware of his acting work, but he also has had a thriving musical career. You know, when being introduced to him with his Baywatch days, with that hair. Was that your introduction? <laughs> that was my introduction. Ooh. And that boy... Then you got the uh, can't fight this feeling. Is that what song is that? The uh, the Hookah Chaka. Oh, um, hooked on a feeling. Hooked on a feeling. Yep. 
I found out this man was a man of many talents. Yes. And you find out he's a damn hero. Yes. Now, we're, we're going to kind of bookend his career, but the but the, the, the song that we're talking about today uh, is a more recent song. I th- it came out in 2006, and uh, it is called Jump In My Car. Now, <laughs> uh, it goes a little bit like this. Jump in my car. Oh, I just got some. Just seeing David Hasselhoff unblinking, staring at the camera, saying "little girl," I wouldn't tell no lies. <laughs> gives me a weird feeling. I'm trying to think where where to begin to 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 because there is Mike. I, I see the doubt in your eyes. There is a logical connection to this artist and this song, and the end of the Cold War. <laughs> and what we're going to do? You gotta connect the dots for me, Nick. That's what we're going to do here on today's episode of the Song Topsy Report, folks. So, to give you a little bit of a context, so uh, as we said, David Hasselhoff, goddamn American legend, um, actor, and acting is where he got his start for the most part mm-hmm. in shows such as The Young and the Restless. Uh, you also might know him from Knight Rider, a legendary show, as well as Baywatch, which, as Mike just said, was his introduction. Oh, yeah, man. And, of course, if you are an actor who becomes popular... It's not a huge leap, I suppose, to then go into a music career. You know, it's funny how whenever you're in the entertainment industry, if you're in one, people just want to, they just want to see the other. Yes. They just want a little taste of it. That's why so many reality TV stars now have rap albums. <laughs> I want to see these real housewives of Orange County, yeah. you know, just showing off their skills in like a musical quartet. You know what I mean? Like getting out like... The brass instruments, the strings, the woodwinds, and just put- And then bashing each other <laughs> over the head with all of them. That's exactly what would happen. And you know what? You record that in the studio, Nick. You record that in the studio, and boy, you got the next number one hit coming out, I'll tell you. We would certainly do it on the show. But no, so David Hasselhoff uh, started releasing albums, and in the U.S., they didn't really make many waves. But for some reason, inexplicably, his debut album I, I, I researched uh, was very popular in Austria- of all countries. Ah, Austria. Yeah, Austria. So while his albums were kind of just doing middling in the United States, in Austria and then progressively in Germany, they started doing even... Nick, sometimes I wonder, maybe sometimes we're just in the wrong country, you know what I mean? Just gotta like, go somewhere else and see if we can be an icon there, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, we recently got an email from a listener, Stefan, who's from Cologne, Germany. Ah, Stefan Dankeschesch. Yeah, wait, is that? Dankeschesch. <laughs> is that how you say it? Oh, no, oh, my God. No, no, no. Wait, let's try again. <laughs> how do you say, like, hey? Just danke. Oh, danke. Yeah. <laughs> danke, Stefan. Danke, yes, yes, Stefan. Danke very much. I'm, I'm just interested be- to uh, to hear what, like, Germans think of this, because I've... <laughs> It's it's a well-known cliche here, I feel like, that Germans love David Hasselhoff for some reason. And I wasn't really sure why that was for a while, but it turns out, so, 1989, Berlin Wall falls. Possibly the watershed moment of the 20th century. And then, a few weeks later, David Hasselhoff 
did a concert there. Uh, Here's a quote from uh, BBC. Quote, Hasselhoff was already a singing star in Austria and Switzerland when, in 1989, he had the wisdom to cover a 1970s German hit, Auf der Strasse nach Süden, I believe. I apologize, Stefan, for my pronunciation. Uh, Renaming it Looking for Freedom with Hasselhoff singing in English. The song raced up the charts, and in late summer, just as a wave of revolt began sweeping through Eastern Europe. By the time Berliners started hacking away at the concrete wall that had divided their city for a generation, the torch-bearing anthem had been number one for several weeks in West Germany. Wow. So there is a video of David Hasselhoff performing this at, you know, the site of the wall, in front of, I think, not even joking, a million people. And for so many Germans... They associate the falling of the wall with David Hasselhoff performing there and singing Looking for Freedom. And it just became, like, intrinsically linked together. Oh, my God. That's... Which is... That makes him a... He, don't, he is a hero. He's like a, yeah, he's like a folk hero. And it's beautiful in every sense in that the, <laughs> the actor who was in a TV show about a talking car sang a song... Right, he was in the right place at the right time and sang the right song that just uh, united the people, man. Really Fighting for did. freedom. Oh, oh, you gotta love it. Okay, so David Hasselhoff did this song. 1989 was very popular there, and since then, once again, his popularity in the U.S. has kind of ebbed and flowed a little bit. But in Germany, he has remained popular. He has still mm. remained retained that folk hero status. Now, this takes us to the song "Jump in My Car." Now, Mike, I'm going to blow your mind several times in this episode. Several times. The first thing I'm going to say that's going to blow your mind is that this song is, in fact, a cover. It is not a David Hasselhoff original. What? I didn't know that. <laughs> so wait. I've been withholding all this information from Mike just to get genuine reactions like the one you just heard. This, wait, this song was a song before David Hasselhoff yeah, did it? Yeah, it was. Oh, my you didn't think the lyrics seemed kind of in creepy poor taste? Oh, like perhaps they they're fr- perhaps they're from an, a different generation. And I was like, well, well, I get David Hasselhoff. Maybe he's getting away with it because he's just because <laughs> he's David Hasselhoff. Wow. No, so technically the song was originally recorded by the Australian rock band, uh, the Ted Murley Gang, in 1975. Oh my god! All right, so here's the here's a little bit of backstory. This is this is where you remember how I said end of the Cold War. Jump in my car, how they have a connection. Yeah. This is the connection. So what happened was in uh, 2006, fans of David Hasselhoff launched a tongue-in-cheek website called Get David Hasselhoff to Number One in an attempt to get his 1989 hit Looking for Freedom to the top of the UK music charts through internet downloads of the single. So 25-year anniversary, they want to get it back to number one. Right. The campaign attracted attention of British radio and television broadcasts in the national press and on the internet. The focus of the campaign shifted to Jump In My Car, which was actually released as a single, and BBC Radio... So you're saying, Nick, that these people all came together in a way, like, let's bring them to number one. This hero of ours, we're gonna get we're gonna get this looking for freedom song to number one. And everyone's like, yeah, alright, alright. And then, while... Looking for the looking for freedom song. They go, wait, wait a second. What's this jump in my car song by David Ass? Oh my, this song's great. <laughs> so they voted for that one instead. Yes, because David Hasselhoff, he was about to go on his on a tour in Australia, a music tour, and uh, to kind of advertise that he recorded this cover, "Jump in My Car," because it was an Australian song Rock originally. Band, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so this song, Jump In My Car, happened to come out around the same time that Looking For Freedom was trying to 
get back to number one uh, and jump in my car ended up getting to number three in the UK. This this single <laughs> made it way, way no. up in the charts. Yes, yeah, so when you think about the pivotal moment that Looking for Freedom symbolized in terms of the Cold War in German history, uh, this was the song that superseded it. We, and we will we will get into the lyrics because they're very problematic. I but. love that he's hitting on multiple ladies, and that's like even the vocals like are like you can tell it's like three ladies saying yes, back. yes, there's three ladies in the video. But even if you did not have, even if you the listener cannot see it, you can tell there are multiple women. Yeah. <laughs> All probably about half of David Hasselhoff's age in this. Which which <laughs> I know, Mike. Age is just a state of mind. But Mike, this is way outside the three year rule. Ah, uh, but when you're when you're David Hasselhoff, <laughs> the rules don't apply. <laughs> it goes to three decades, Nick. Right? Wait, what? This is an addendum to the three-year rule that I haven't heard yet. When you reach David Hasselhoff status, and you reach age fifty-two, it becomes the three-decade rule. There it is. So you can go down to twenty-two, and you can go up to eighty-two. No, yes, that, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Progressive Mike Russell here is just reminding you, you can go three decades either direction. <laughs> Basically, 52 is the best year of your life. <laughs> really? <laughs> the options the are world endless. is your oyster. <laughs> All right, but like, we got to talk about the song here. Because, we do, we do, we do. Because once again, this song is about uh, David Hasselhoff propositioning three women to get in his car. That's, there's no other way to say it. Taking the, oh, and I gotta say, especially the culture right now in the in the midst of the Me Too movement, this song is especially problematic. Oh, I, think it was, I am sure many many a feminist would not enjoy this, especially the fact that they say no thank you twice, and he still, and then he jumps out of his car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on, ladies. Uh, you're saying no, but I'm hearing yes. <laughs> you're totally right. In fact, so this part early on in the song, right here. It's too far to walk on your own. End of song. <laughs> they said no, thank you. You have to respect what they're saying. Uh, Should have ended right there. Ah, uh, but Nick. <laughs> oh yes, Mike. Please, please give give me the other side of this. <laughs> Ruin any chances of you running for public office right just, now. Just, just destroy it. Throw it right in the shredder. All right, no. <laughs> I'm trying to defend the whole cat and mouse game, but that is why it's gotten all these women in so much shit that is like unexcusable. So I <laughs> no, Mike. You know, I'm sure you're right in that there's a large segment of the population who would say there's nothing wrong with this. This is a flirty dynamic. They're like, like you know, like every everyone, both parties are aware of what's happening. They're just playing this cat and mouse game. And that's what the song is. It's it's fun. It's upbeat. That is what one side might say. Yes. The other side might say an old man driving up to three women walking by themselves, telling them several times to get into his car with them saying, no, thank you, sir. And as you said, he gets out of the car. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe uh, you didn't get a good enough look at what you're dealing with here. <laughs> Just see the flabs right. under David Hasselhoff's arms flowing in the wind. <laughs> These arms were on Baywatch, baby. <laughs> hey, and then they immediately changed their minds. 
It's magic. Well, it, it, it happens slowly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so the song starts with the lyrics, jump in my car, I want to take you home. Jump in my car, it's too far to walk on your own. Now, I didn't notice this until a couple times listening, but how would he know it's too far? Unless he already knows where they live. And if he does, that opens up a lot of doors that I don't want opened, including the door to his car. Listen, he... <laughs> I'm loving this 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 uh, prosecutor-defendant sort of dynamic here. Please, tell me. All right, I, uh, I stay... <laughs> Mr. Mr. Hasselhoff, okay, he recognized that in this part of the town was uh, a sketchy area and that these women may be in danger and that no matter how far, prosecutor, no matter how far, one block to ten blocks to ten miles, it was still too far for these young ladies to be on their own in such a... And he took the kindness of his heart, offered his vehicle up. Objection, objection, your honor. David Hasselhoff knows it's a dangerous neighborhood because he is the one stalking the streets. He knows all too well, Your Honor. All too well. <laughs> and then we will refer back to the evidence. Ooh, she's got me there, but I'll get her yet. Listen. (laughs) Listen. So obviously, these ladies have caught on to the grand scheme. Yes, because I don't know if there ever was a time where this would be considered innocent, where just someone out of the kindness of their heart would drive up to three attractive women and say, I just want to take you home. Yeah, they know what's happening. They know the deal. The song was written in 1975, and even then, they knew to write the lyrics that the woman knew exactly what was happening. <laughs> to the listeners, just if you have a daughter, just pretend your daughters are the female vocalists in this song, and I think it will contextualize the song perfectly as to whose side you should be on. Now, hold on a second, Nick. All right, if David Hasselhoff has pulled up to my daughter. <laughs> yes, Mike, talk about your hypothetical daughter and all the things you want David Hasselhoff to do to her. Oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. All right, let's, let's take a step back. All right. You know what? No, you have to think Game of Thrones style. <laughs> Please tell me how I need to think of Game of Thrones style. Listen, wealthy, fame, cash monies. I mean, sh- you could do a lot worse. You know? What does it have to do with Game of Thrones? Because in the Game of Thrones, they were always giving their children away to other yeah. horrible, terrible, awful people because they were getting kingdoms, Nick. It's all about wealth and power. What is the kingdom these women are getting? They're going to get the kingdom of Mr. Hasselhoff. Are you what kidding? kingdom? That, that's, a, that's a decrepit castle that's falling apart. Hey, don't you talk about Germany's folk hero like that, Nick. This man has built up a great empire, okay? He was number one and three in the UK hits, right? Yes, he was. <laughs> All right, so maybe it's not the the grandeur of like a billionaire, but I mean, hey, but it's the Hoff. It's steps. It's the Hoff. So I don't know what I listen. Oh God, I hope my daughter just builds her own empire. <laughs> That's what I want. That's be- Mike. That is beautiful. I think she'll be a lesbian. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to dive into that any further. But I'm fascinated to know why. But you know what? Before before I judge the Hoff too much, uh, let's let's hear a little bit more. Maybe, maybe the song takes a different turn. Got you there. 
No, you didn't. I was catching my breath. And look, it's starting to rain. And baby, you'll catch your death. Don't you? I see your eyes, Nick. I see what you're thinking up in this knob I doubt you know here. exactly what oh, I'm about to say. You're saying that Hasselhoff is not... That there must be like... It's missing a comma somewhere in his sentence there. And he is merely suggesting that, oh, it's raining outside. Oh, and by the way, if you don't get in my car, I'm going to fucking kill you. Is that? <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, that's certainly a possibility that could happen in the reality this song has posited. But what I was going to say is, I, like, th those ladies say they know his game. And I think they do. But I think there's a, very much like Game of Thrones, actually. He's the little finger in that he's playing multiple games in the sense that I think it is about to rain. How does he know it's about to rain? Because what he does is he has a weather app, like maybe Dark Skies, one of the most accurate weather apps of all time. They're not paying us anything to say that, by the way, but it's a very accurate weather app. I think well, David you could pay us if you want to. Yes, yeah, shout out to Dark Skies. Uh, I, so David Hasselhoff uses this app, waits till Dark Sky says in about 20 minutes it's going to rain. Then he gets in his car, starts driving around looking for women, so that he can say, it's about to rain, so you better get in my car. And he has the excuse locked in if it actually is about to rain. He's, he, he's thought this all out. He is a psychopath. I'm just realizing, David I, Hasselhoff is a psychopath. You? Very Game How of dare you, Nick? If anything, if anything, he's the Jon Snow, <laughs> okay, of the Game of Thrones, okay? He, because he's realized that rain is coming. Okay, rain is coming, and there are innocent, beautiful ladies out there that are going to get, they're in the bad part of town, they're going to get soaked on, and they're going to die. And he's coming through to save them, Nick, saving them. But he doesn't want to, you know, so he's saying, get in my car, get in, quick. <laughs> Don't ask questions. Just get in my car. So maybe he does use the app, Nick, but he uses it for good, not necessarily evil, in my defense of Mr. Hasselhoff right now. That's See, <laughs> I would believe you if in this song he was singing to an elderly gentleman who was walking the streets by himself. Because he's at a higher risk, perhaps, of getting like hypothermia. And if he was serenading the song to that gentleman, I'd be more inclined to believe you. The fact is, three attractive women... I think implies that he has a hidden agenda. Yeah, I didn't want to have to do this, Nick, but Mike, put your pants back on. <laughs> Nick. In the middle of the apocalypse. Please tie these two points together. For the future of mankind. Mike! I know what you're gonna say, that's fucked up. <laughs> You're saying we need a one to three ratio in the event of the apocalypse? I am saying an elderly man is not going to help procreate the rest of the human civilization, Nick. How is the when is the apocalypse going to happen in the context of this song? Apparently the rain's going to make people die, Nick, so I don't know what could possibly happen, okay? <laughs> so there's an acid rain raining down all over this town, especially in the bad part. And so he is saving these women from the apocalypse. Yes. I mean, Wow. Long-term goals? I mean, maybe some procreation, but we don't know that. Right now, he's just trying to save... You're right. There is an honorable, chivalrous motivation here and the potential to get action later down the road. But that's not what he's concerned about, Mike. That's what you're saying? He's concerned with the survival of the human species first. Mankind first. Hasselhoff's member second, okay? <laughs> okay.
Uh, trying to find a better word linkage. <laughs> that works. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Has hot cup of coffee. <laughs> I know you loved that when you saw that. Oh, name. of course I did. Yeah, I look. David Hasselhoff is a charming man. Even when he is drunk and eating food off the floor, he's still kind of charming. Hey, if I had a video camera on me every time that happened, Nick, you know, I, I don't judge that man one bit, okay? One time I ate street spaghetti. That was weird. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what? So, Mike, for every single listener of this show, please tell me exactly what is street spaghetti? Oh, God. Mike, we are not continuing with this podcast until you tell me exactly what you did. <laughs> Nick, it's so messed up. So you better say it now so we can move on with the podcast. All right. I, I feel like I am immune to all scrutiny because it was my birthday. Okay. And I had ha- it was the end of my birthday. It was We had left the last bar. It was bar. almost the end of your life, I imagine. <laughs> oh, thank God. I- we're walking, we're walking down the street. Okay, I'm not gonna say it was with me because uh, they also ate the spaghetti. I'm. <laughs> you want to implicate anyone else? I'm not implicating anyone else. We're walking down the street, and I'm walking, and I, I like, kind of kick something, and I look down, and it's, it's a plastic bag, with a, with a huge styrofoam container in it, Nick. And I'm like, huh? What was I supposed to do? So I'm looking around and I'm like, this looks like a fresh delivery. <laughs> so I open the bag. Only Mike would see pasta on the road and think to himself, this looks like a fresh delivery. <laughs> I popped it open. It was still hot, man. <laughs> it was still warm. Probably just the steam from Subway like grates or whatever. Oh my God, it might have been. <laughs> It was some, no listen, it was a big ZD, okay? I'm a big ZD guy. <laughs> so, instead of having to go somewhere to get pizza, we sat on a park bench in the park, and we all ate out of the street spaghetti bed. It was the closest to being homeless I've ever felt in my life, Nick. It was great. Like, a homeless person wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, come on. Mike, you could have just eaten from a homeless person's urinal, for all you know. Nick, it was in a styrofoam container in a plastic bag. Everyone knows you're not allowed to pee in those. Jesus Christ, Mike. It was a... I'm telling you, it was a fresh delivery, Nick. Why was it on the street, then? Why was it there? Did you think that second step... I feel like the delivery boy, Okay. Or, or man, or woman. Or person. Or it's person. 2018. Or ch- Anyone can be a delivery person now. Accidentally drop one of the orders. It was originally for David Hasselhoff. It was originally for Hasselhoff. <laughs> and sped off and left it there. And I was like, okay. That's <laughs> like, the lie you tell yourself to sleep at night. I didn't get sick. That's why you're sick now. No. <laughs> Some. Some delayed botulism. Some very <laughs> delayed botulism, yes. Can you get botulism from spaghetti? I don't even think it now. <laughs> street spaghetti you can. From street spaghetti. You can catch anything from street spaghetti. <laughs> Words to live by, folks. Seriously, don't eat spaghetti off the street. This is a PSA. Yeah. 
no matter how hungry you are. Mike, you need to do like a scared straight where you just do a whole tour of like middle school saying, all right, kids, listen up. You might think it's cool to eat spaghetti off the street. I'm here to tell you it's not. And that can be followed up with don't get into strangers' cars. Yes. Yes. The entire David Hasselhoff experience. Uh, yeah, speaking of David Hasselhoff, so so the song continues. It's way too far to walk on your way. So she's agreed to get in the car now. Oh, and I honestly baby. don't like what this reinforces. That if you, if you're a guy, and you're attracted to a woman, all you need to do is just keep harassing her until she finally agrees to say yes. You know what, though, Nick? <laughs> yes, please. Counterpoint. Oh God, I don't. Even, I feel like I'm. I'm not gonna say who it is. Uh, Let's call him Mike. No, Russell. it's a. Ro- don't some of the greatest romance stories of all time come from just somebody who's just like, I just got to try one more time. Yes, and a lot of them are problematic now with uh, hindsight and being able to see things through the modern lens with which we live. In fact, like, like you know you, you know the story about that infamous kissing the war goodbye photo, right? Remember the, the, the sailor? Like who, the sailor, and he takes her, and he, yeah. Yeah, it turns out he had no idea who she was, and he kind of just like drunkenly sexually assaulted her. And that's like the timeless photo now of the end of the war. Wait, so she was ha- unhappy? She didn't know who that guy was. <laughs> it wasn't like a, like a soldier coming home to his sweetheart. It was a, just a drunk soldier staggering through the streets, grabs this woman, and kisses And someone photographed it, and that has become the timeless photo. Like, perfect example. Very problematic now through the uh, lens of our modern era, even though it's been hailed as like one of the greatest photos of all time. Oh, that sucks. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? What? It's too bad, and it truly shows there's just a there's a difference. For example, if a female sailor found me on the side of the street, I'm just chilling out, and she drunkenly walks up and <laughs> dipped me and just laid one on me, and someone snapped a photo, I'd be fucking all about it. Are you kidding me? Mike, I'm not going to lie. I think, in all honesty, the the image in my head, I'm imagining like a five foot two female sailor dipping you, Mike Russell, who's about, what are you, 6'3"? 6'2". Six, 6'2". Six, two. Six, two. Dipping Mike, I think would be the cutest, most romantic photo ever. Would be nice. If there's any female sailors who listen to our podcast and want to dip Mike Russell, please, uh, you can reach us at thesongtopsyreport at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I swear I'm a good kisser. <laughs> it's also the first slide of your dating profile. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm, I'm putting that in there now. <laughs> I'm a good kisser who's just looking for a female sailor to dip him. Well, that's oddly specific, but I'll swipe right. Okay. <laughs> you like I just put up a Did you hear that? Um, so how far does she live? She lives 85 miles south. Now what? You, yeah, are you piecing together? <laughs> she was just with two of her friends walking. So she's in David Hasselhoff's car now. She was just walking home. What was her plan? Was she going to walk 85 miles? 
I've heard of walking 500 for love, but 84 because you, you couldn't figure out transportation. That's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, with this new information, I mean, assuming David Hasselhoff is a good guy, that's actually very generous of him to offer driving her home. Because what was she going to do otherwise? I, oh, Nick, and, I don't know. And if she was out at a club with her friends or whatever, how great would this club have to be to go 85 miles out of your way to go to that club? I mean, let's just, let's assume how long that would take you to walk there. Let's say you walk, if you're walking, a mile could take the average person 20 minutes. Three miles an hour. Oh my God. Okay, but you know what? Let, let, let's 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 err on the liberal side of it, okay? Let's say it takes 15, 15 minutes to walk one mile. All right, so four miles an hour. Yes. Some good math there. Oh, yeah. I know stuff, Nick. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> All right. So hang on. So it takes 15 minutes to walk one mile times 85 miles. 1,275 minutes. Let's divide that by 60. It would take her 21, point, 21 and a quarter hours to walk home. Oh, my God. And you, and you got to assume there's a highway. Yes. And this is in Australia, so it's very hot. She'd probably die of exposure before she got home. How did she get there? Did her friends drive her? Why aren't they in a car together? Because she got a David Hasselhoff's car. They were going in their own car. Oh, do you think they were all walking back to... Oh, well, why didn't they just tell them they had a car? Because saying no should be enough. <laughs> her friends must be like... Why is she getting in the car? Yeah, literally right down the street. Like, I'm parked right there. It's fine. I just love that. Now, he approached multiple ladies. Now there's only one lady, but she still talks as if there's three of them. Yes, yes, yeah. So it's just one woman in the car, but her voice is still amplified threefold. So it sounds like all three women got in his car. But let it be known, only one of them did. The two other women who had common sense just got back in the car that they drove there in. It just doesn't... Why did they pick three ladies? You know what I mean? Like... Because it's David Hasselhoff, okay? This song would have made way more sense as a duet. It would have. And probably would have been a little less creepy. Yes. It would have been the baby it's cold outside of a car getting into. Of car. (laughs) And yes, I thought about it, and I would still phrase it exactly that way. (laughs) Of car getting into. I think that's what... Honestly, like listening to the song, like, if we're like, like an honest, like, song critique, it's like, it's very off putting. Where it starts with, like, you have his voice. Yeah. And then these three ladies, and it's just yeah. jarring. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I never thought about it just being a straight-up duet, but I think you're right. I think it would be a more enjoyable dynamic to just hear one woman. Yeah. An honest critique here on this autopsy report. No. <laughs> it only took 39 episodes, but we finally got a legitimate honest critique of a song. <laughs> the whole premise of what our podcast is predicated on. We finally did... 39 episodes in. Oh, oh, get the champagne. We did it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So David Hasselhoff is now finding out she lives 85 miles away. You saw what just happened, though, right? In the music video, he sprouted devil horns, and there was, like, fire and brimstone behind him. Why do you think that was? Because I have a theory. I, I, uh, well, what, Nick, do you think his true intentions have been (laughs) shown? Oh, contraire. Oh. Much more literal, I think this song 
is biblical in its intention. Oh, you don't say. Because when you think about it, if David Hasselhoff is Satan in this song, could he not be Satan tempting Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane with the notion of ruling the world? So these women are Christ and David Hasselhoff is Satan. In fact, Matthew 4, 1 through 11, uh, I have my Bible verse pulled up. Uh, you quote, gotta be fucking Then Jesus me. was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The women are Jesus being tempted. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, he was hungry. Now when the tempter, in this case David Hasselhoff, uh-huh. came to him, the women, he said, quote, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. And Satan continues to tempt him until finally Jesus says to him, quote, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. I think Jump in My Car by David Hasselhoff is a modern-day retelling of this parable. He is tempting them to get in his car, uh-huh. much like Satan tempted Jesus, the Lord and Savior. But Jesus rejected them, much like at least two out of three. Of these at women least two. Well, what's the third one, Nick? What's her story? Is, that, is this the is this the uh, the alternate universe edition of Jesus, where it's like, you know what? Maybe Jesus will chill out with the devil for a bit. Maybe maybe he's gonna make some bread and be like, but but then he doesn't eat the bread. Yes. <laughs> like it turns Jesus. out, it has eighty five calories, and that's too many. And then the devil gets all mad and is like, you yes. know what? Yeah, you know, for, forget it, Jesus. Yes. Forget it. Because, spoiler alert, David Hasselhoff literally ejects this woman from his car at the end of the song. (laughs) Much like, well, actually, ooh, that's a very interesting spin that this takes. It's not Jesus who rejects Satan. Satan literally knocks Jesus out of his car. (laughs) Jesus, take the wheel, am I right? (laughs) Oh, my God. I want to do a parody version of this where it's Jesus and Satan. That'd be (laughs) I don't know. That That's the only logical explanation I feel as to why David Hasselhoff sprouted devil horns. Here I thought it was just because he was turning into a real asshole. But. No, no, man. You got to see. Yeah. You got to read between the lines. Get in the layers, man. Between the scripture. You got to get in there, man. <laughs> Does he call her a mess? Yeah, he says she looks a mess. And then she says to him, well, look who's talking. You got no right to speak. But to me, the more problematic line, or maybe not problematic, but the way in which this song was a little bit ahead of the times is where she says, uh, you told me that you were a really nice guy. And he says, well, I ain't. Because as I'm sure many women can attest to, Self-identified nice guys are often the worst human beings out there. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think... I, I, I feel like I myself have even undergone through one of those dark times of my life. Yeah. Where I... I don't ha- think there's any... Reanalyzed what I was doing. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, that just popped out. Oh, you, you told me you were a nice guy. And at least Hasselhoff is honest in that moment. Well, I ain't. <laughs> ah! Get out of my car! <laughs> And that is pretty much it after that. Get up, get out of my car. 
Get, get her out of here. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, hope she's okay. Uh, that's it. He, he hits a button in his uh, kit-like style, like Knight Rider car, and ejects her off the out of the goddamn window. And that just shows you, ladies, never get in the car, <laughs> even if it's Mr. Hasselhoff himself, a man I treasure. Yes, because you could find yourself being ejected twenty plus feet in the air and most likely breaking some limbs. Yeah, I mean, she was up at least 20 feet if that crude Photoshop of her flying out of the car was any indication. There's no way you're coming down, like, okay. And also, he's already driven her a few miles. Like, she's just stranded in the middle of nowhere now. Without her friends. Without her friends. She is now in a much more dangerous She is and fucked <laughs> because she's, a, she's maybe like 80 miles still from home. She doesn't, she's not with her friends anymore. She's laying on the street possibly with many broken bones. The acid rain... Is nigh. Yes, the apocalypse is still happening, lest you forget that that is still in this universe. And she's just lying there with broken bones, getting her face melted with acid rain because of David Hasselhoff. Because he couldn't use a tank of gas in a few hours of his time. Yeah, and you know what? I'm I'm sorry. Whether he's playing a game, quote-unquote, or being a legitimately nice guy, either way, if you are offering to take someone home, you should be prepared to take them all the way home. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't you can't do this half ass thing. Or the the like train station for Christ's sake. <laughs> I mean, yeah, at least drop her off where like a greyhound could pick her up or whatever the Australian equivalent is. Cuz this is Australia. I don't know if you know he's he's driving on the opposite side. Oh yeah. I guess yeah. it'd be like a uh, a golf cart. Safari? What? I don't know. I'm thinking safari. It's what are the <laughs> Yes, to all of our Australian listeners, you guys just drive around in golf carts all the time, right? No, they don't. That's so stupid. (laughs) It's just one giant walkabout down there, right? You guys just driving around, dodging kangaroos and other marsupials. But that uh, is... Oh, so Nick, uh, you were telling me that uh, this song, uh, despite it's already kind of uh, where it could be taken horribly the wrong way in this... uh, in this day and age, uh, that <laughs> if you read it without the music background and the David yeah, Hasselhoff charm, just the lyrics straight up as they're written, it uh, it can be taken in a dark way. Well, yeah, because I noticed when I was just reading the lyrics without watching the video with it, it, it kind of read like the beginning of a CSI episode, like right before the victim gets murdered. So I wanted to do a little experiment. I wanted to see if we... Um, if we just take these lyrics and deliver them straight with uh, with our combined acting backgrounds, uh, not to mention, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not this song can take on a very different context, and uh, I, I suppose we'll find out. So um, I'm going to be the Hoff, and Mike is going to be the woman. Or three women, however you want to do it. I Oh, am I all... Do I have to talk like I'm three ladies? <laughs> <laughs> I'd kind of like to see how you how that would sound. No, 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 thank you, sister. <laughs> Oh, God, that'd be awful. I'm not yeah. doing that. No, I'd say just do the best you can. But don't make fun of my high falsetto lady voice, Nick, because I got no choice here. You always have a choice, Mike. Do what your heart tells you. <laughs> All right, so, uh, so here are the lyrics. Hey, <laughs> jump in my car. I want to take you home. It's too far to walk on your own. Uh, no thank you, sir. Ah, come on. I'm a trustworthy guy. Uh, no thank you, sir. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Oh, little girl, I wouldn't tell you no lies. 
I... I know your game. Ah, how can you say that? We've only just met. You're all the same. Oh, oh, oh. oh, she's got me there, but I'll get her yet. I've got you there. No, no, you didn't. I was uh, catching my breath. Oh, and look, it's starting to rain. And baby, you'll catch your death. Oh, well, I don't know. Oh, come on, it, uh, it costs... Nothing to try, and you'll arrive home, nice and dry. Well, maybe I will. Ha! That's better. Now you're talking sense. But you best keep still. Well, if you like, I'll just put up a fence over where I bury you. What? Sorry. There's no need to get smart. Well, all right, Will soon be on our way. Well, we better start. <laughs> and then she gets home fine because this is a comedy podcast. It's a comedy, folks. A she, lot of misdirection here. Turns out the guy was real nice and didn't eject her out of the car. He just had a cold. <laughs> well, I think that about sums it up, though. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, or you can email us at thesongtypesreport at gmail.com. We've had a lot of emails now coming in from listeners, and we're, it's it, it's seriously awesome to hear from you because we can see, like, okay, where, where people are listening, but to, to, to have a human attached to it uh, and give us some, like, context is just fantastic so please you don't even have to suggest a song you just want to say hey we would love it we 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 really love hearing from you guys, nick so. is glowing right now guys oh my god you really made this freaking day Every well, that's time great we've, we've had people on email we've had some people reach out to us on instagram facebook like it's great please keep sending it in uh yeah and uh what uh, and what can they have? They just put- oh yeah and you can find me personally on uh twitter and instagram at nick brigadier and uh, on my personal website, I suppose, why not? I'll plug that. Uh, just nickbrigadier.com and uh, Mr. Mike Russell. <laughs> yes, you can find me at mrmikerussell.com. That's Mr. MR. Or on Instagram at, at mrmikerussell.com. That's dot D-O-T. And uh, yeah, like Nick said, hey, please keep reaching out to us. Give us uh, song suggestions, feedback. Uh, <laughs> the last time you jumped in a stranger's car and what that was like. Well, I mean, probably a lot of people have done Uber now. Oh. Oh, all right. All right. So so the weirdest thing an Uber driver's ever said to you in the car. I had one that uh, told me about his double life where he had a wife and kids, but he pretended to be Ubering and he'd go out to his like young mistress's house and just hang out there for hours. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. Wow. Did he become an Uber driver just so he'd have a cover for that double life? Oh, absolutely. Hands down. And you, apparently he made enough money making doing Uber that he could do it. Wow. He should do a commercial for them. <laughs> Uber has allowed me to live my double life with my loving wife and kids and my young mistress. Thanks, Uber. Ding. Do you think he told every single person who got in his car that same story? Like, that's his confessional? He just keeps telling it over and over again yeah. so he's able to absolve himself of the horrible double life he's living? All these Uber drivers are now, instead of going to church to do their, uh, uh, what's that, confessionals, yeah. they're just doing <laughs> They're just picking up priests specifically. 
Uber Confessional is a TV show I would totally watch. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and I'm sure Steve was here. He would say you could follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Your Man Trollo. And he would also say his website. But uh, if you go there now, you'll be greeted with an under construction sign. Ooh, baby, man. Sorry, I got to call it like I see it. <laughs> I really buried him in that competition. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Just kidding, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, so Steven will be back next week. Worry not. Uh, and we will all see you next week. I am Nick Brigadier. I am Mike Russell. And don't get in strangers' cars. <laughs>